0: All right. So, Rick, I uh, heard you were a big fan of uh, The Stands. And uh, <laughs> I know this is uh, the question all the Survivor fans want to know. Um, yeah. What's better? Is it the book or is it the uh, the Gary Sinise miniseries or the new miniseries? I don't know if you've seen the new one that just came out.
1: It's, it's not the new miniseries. <laughs> I can tell you that, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, it's gotta be the book. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I'm sitting in front of my Stephen King shelf right here. So there's the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely the book. In fact, I put it on my questionnaire for Survivor as the three things you could take to the island. One of them was the stand. Okay. Um, because it was so long, I figured it, you know, at least get me through 39 days.
0: Yeah. It's just one book, right? It's not like a series. Nope. One book. It's just one. Okay. Yep. I've never read the, I've only seen the, uh, the Gary Sinise miniseries, which I watched at least once. They would play it every, like, Halloween or they play it once a year on the sci fi channels. I'd make sure to watch it every year. Um, I rewatched it recently as an adult and it's, it's, uh, it's a bit goofy. Um, <laughs> the banana. <I> <laughs> yeah. Um, Rob Lowe and, um, the guy who plays Patrick Star on SpongeBob, they their characters are a bit out there. And what's his name, Trash Can Man?
1: Oh yeah, oh gosh. Trash... If, if you thought that Trash Can Man was out there, you should have seen Ezra Miller in the new one. It oh is... really? I'm like, I don't know why he, his agent, the director, the writer, any of them let him do this. Um, <laughs> not good.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Now that we got the import, important stuff out of the way, let's yeah. I guess we could
2: Let me let me look up what the stands is really quick. I'm I uh... <laughs> <laughs> the
1: survivor faithful.
0: <laughs> um okay. So, if you had beat uh Chris and Fire, would you have won the game?
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh Yeah, it would have it, I don't Think it would have been a clean sweep. I think there's one person that would not have voted for me, but I think I would have had most everybody else. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Thirty um, seconds
1: quicker uh, in that fire could have made a big difference.
0: Yeah. Uh, so besides, I mean, besides, obviously, if you had won the fire making challenge, or if you had won the final immunity. Um, I mean, have you thought of, if you had won Final Muti, who you would have pitted against each other to make the fire?
1: Oh, sure. I would have I would have gone with Chris to the finals, uh, and I would have mm-hmm. had Gavin and Julie make fire against each other.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, besides
1: – I loved all three of them, but at that point, I had been waiting so long to work with anybody, and no one was working <laughs> with me. And Chris was my great friend from Edge of Extinction, so when he got back in – it was it was so nice to be working with him. And I was not – I was probably even less threatened by him than I should have been. I still – I would have beat him in Final Tribal, no problem either. But I didn't think he was going to be Gavin the way he did. So I definitely underestimated the threat level he was. And I would have been very happy to take him and say, Gavin, mm-hmm. Julie, I love you guys, but this is what you get for for, do, for doing me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not actually doing me wrong, but just not playing with me for the last several years. Uh, you know, weeks.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. Um, to go back, cause we obviously have some more uh, questions about, uh, about your season. Um, but to go back before your season, um, I was, uh, you know, doing a little research and I, I know your dad was um, an airborne army ranger. If I, if yes, I had that sir. correct. I was curious if in your opinion, there was anything, um, cause I know he was a uh, big inspiration for you. So you probably obviously took a lot of uh, lessons or advice Throughout the years, do you think there was anything uh, like notable that he taught or instilled in you growing up that helped um, while you were on the island to get you so far?
1: I think definitely. I think definitely. It's, my dad's funny because it's like I'm always trying to live up to this standard, which is all in my head, not not from him at all. <laughs> like He's always mm-hmm. just like, I'm very proud of you. Make your own decisions. You know, but he's a West Point grad. He was 20 years in the army. Like he's just a very impressive guy. Um mm-hmm. Who I obviously love very much, and definitely when I was out there, I thought a lot about like his stories of uh, of Ranger School in Georgia, of just like freezing and starving, and I and you know they didn't have TV cameras around, so when I was freezing and starving out there, it's like hey, at least I get to do it in front of an audience, like that's a big mm-hmm. difference mentally, you know what I mean? Um, and then you know we always watch Survivor together. He's a big Survivor fan, and one of his big things. He, he, you know, he hasn't been out there, but I, I I believe this is he watches the family visits and he watches all this stuff. And he's just like, we got troops deployed for six months, you know, and some of these special forces guys go, go months without talking to their family. So he always thought it was a little overwrought. Um, and uh, that's that might be why when Becca came out, like, I, you know, for the loved ones visit, we both were a little surprised. Like we weren't crying at all. We were very happy to see each other and all smiles. And it was just this great thing. And I don't think that was necessarily cause my dad, but definitely afterwards I was like, Oh, my dad's going to be so happy about that. Like that was just, uh, but yeah. So, so I thought about him a lot and just kind of the, the things that he and other military people have been through. And it's just like, Again, we're playing a game. This is fun. You know, I know exactly when the deadline is, which again makes a huge mental difference. Um, and, and it made things a lot easier, just that perspective.
0: Mm. Does he have a favorite season or a favorite player? Definitely. Season 38, Rick Devon <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Our family, you know, we're, It's. I, I thought I was a super fan. I sold myself as a super fan all the way through casting. You know, like i would never missed an episode. I loved it. And then I got out on the island, and it, first in my monotrop, Wardog and Chris Underwood are talking about, like, our half and, and how many times they've rewatched a season. And I had never rewatched a season. And I was like – I realized I was not a super fan. Like, I, I was a major casual. Uh, and my whole family is very casual. So, like, our favorites were Boston Rob. Our favorite – you know, we love Cochrane. And I still love you know, these guys. Um, but I was not, like uh, – breaking it down telling you why seasons were awful like i had never even considered that there was such thing as a bad survivor season
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah we're like boston rob you know colby you know all those all those ones that are supposed to kind of be your favorites were our favorites ty you know all those guys
2: mm-hmm. that's awesome um after you got back after the game what was it like uh going back to your uh to your job like how how was that different
1: it was uh First of all, I had to go right back to my job. Like, I got back, and then I think I had a day, and I was at work. And at the time, it was horrible. (laughs) I needed needed more time to adjust. But I also think it really, getting back into the swing of things and having to parent and, and all that stuff, it really made it so I didn't have many problems adjusting. Um, mm. my first day at work there was one moment when I'm in talking to my co-anchor Ashley and Tavares a reporter and these two are both my great friends and all three of us were talking and then they kind of left the studio together I thought they're they're plotting against me like they're working against <laughs> me, and I was like whoa whoa no I'm back in, in real life um, but I do think if I was coming back to not work and not like a family I was living with if I was just alone like I think that it's got to be a lot harder for people who have more time to just think um because you can get lost in in it but life was just way too busy for me and I think it was a good thing
0: Mm. yeah um to go into like your season in particular it was kind of an interesting case with your Character because it felt like we saw so many different. Um, you know, usually it seems like the editors look at, are, are like, okay, this is going to be like the annoying guy, this is going to be the charming guy, this is going to be the player. But it seemed like your character that they portrayed you as went through like a couple different evolutions of you know going through. Sometimes you were laid back, sometimes you were like the mischievous underdog, sometimes you were, you know, the funny guy, sometimes you were the you know, the all in playing at a hundred percent. Like, I guess the two questions I wanted to know is like, which of those do you think is closest to who you really are? And like, were you happy overall with the edit that you got from, uh, from the show? I, w-
1: I was thrilled with the edit, you know, and, and of course the big story is that I got so much of the edit. Um, <laughs> so, so when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, they told my story for sure. Uh, <laughs> And even you talking about that, it's like they showed me when I got emotional uh, and made, you know, bad decisions. (laughs) You know, they showed me when I started gaining confidence and and it and it paid off and I started winning stuff. Um, They showed me when I really thought stuff through and it was great. And then they showed me when I just did not and it wasn't. (laughs) Um, So so it really was my whole story, because that's how it is out there. It's like, you know, one second you're really doubting yourself the next second you know, you're really gaining confidence. And, uh, and, and that is exactly what happened with me. I mean, I got voted off fourth, which was a nightmare, you know, and you're trying to come Mm -hmm. to terms with that, but still keep your head in the game. Then I got back in, uh, but then they never really let me back in. You know, it's like, even when I got back in the game, no one ever legitimately came at me with an alliance other than David. Like that Mm -hmm. stuff was set. Um, So, you know, that starts beating me down. That's, you know, I get um, emotional with my response to War Dog, you know. Yeah, I want to work with you, except, no, I never want to work with you. You know, I probably should have kept that to myself. (laughs) In my head said, no, I'm never going to work with you guys. I'm not (laughs) an idiot. You, Lord, and Kelly care nothing about me as a player in this game. Like, obviously, that would be a bad decision. Um, But then as I started going, well, so so I was real happy with the edit, you know, And and I understand that. People on my cast that I love dearly didn't get uh, some of the time that they deserve, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I certainly, as an individual, have no complaints about it. Um, and the highs and lows were—I mean, that's that—that that comes with the game. And I feel real fortunate yeah. that they were able to show all, both of them.
2: Yeah, and they definitely. The yeah, they definitely uh, showed your non-linear uh, path. Um, but <laughs> oh, and uh, and know. the
1: one that's most like me is probably the one that you see pre pre me getting voted out where I'm just like laid back and having fun. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, Oh, Devons is cool. If you even see the episode I voted out, Lauren and Kelly are like, if we merge, like he's going to have a social game. Like they're going to want to play with him." Um, and that's one of the reasons they vote me out at that, like very emotional tribal. That's probably the real me uh, in mm-hmm. real life. And then everything after the merge was, was me, with the great thing about survivors you have that singular focus and i was just like i've never been more gung-ho for something in my life after i got back in from the merge um so that that was a me i wish i could bring into the real world more often
2: yeah that's what i was gonna ask like your mentality after you got voted out like we just saw you kind of flip a switch and just kick it into overdrive like was that something that you were planning on the edge or was it just like i got a second chance i got to make the most of it yeah
1: i think uh on the edge you know i just realized again you think you think about the episode i was voted out and how emotional mm. it was it tribal and it was really it came down to war dog Uh, And it was really up in the air. Like, I felt like there was a really good chance it was me. But I also felt like there was about an equal chance it was Lauren. Uh, I wasn't going to be surprised either way. And at the time, I was so scared to push the scales and make it me instead of Lauren that I didn't do the stuff I should have done. Like go crazy out for an idol, you know, start making promises to Wardog. You know, consider throwing David under the bus because this is, I, you know, I didn't know the edge was going to exist. If that had been my one shot at Survivor, as much as I love David, it's like, wow, I should have tried harder to be there. So all that stuff's running through your head on the edge. So when I got back into the game and then realized, you know, Lauren and Kelly and Wardog to a little bit lesser degree yeah, are, for, for really, there was no reason for them to come at me the way they did when I first got back in. So all that stuff combined was just like, nah, (laughs) like it's on now. And it's like that pickup basketball game mentality came. Um, And with that came some bad emotional (laughs) decisions, but luckily the other things were able to carry the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed another thing with your, um, you know, the character they, they, they showed you as on the screen was, um, it was it seemed like it was all uh, survivor stuff, like it was all uh, strategy stuff or, you know, mounting your comeback or your idle finds. Um, and I think that kind of reflects a bit of, you know, what what survivors sort of become overall, where they've uh, not shown as much of like, you know, the hardships or the everyone freezing together at night or the the rain or just the survival aspect, which I'm sure still exists. Um to, a, to an extent you know to a great extent but you know uh, maybe it's just the fans are calling to you know for it all to be strategy or um, or whatever but so I'm sure there was some sh- sort of emotional tool um, that survivor took on you if I'm not wrong um so like you know what was that like um, like the emotional uh, weight, I guess that the show put on you, or being on the island put on you, and like, is there anything you would wish you could go back and tell yourself to like expect or to prepare for that? Like, production didn't <laughs> tell you, or you wouldn't know from watching the show.
1: Um, I think what what I would go back and tell myself, I didn't, I did, I luckily didn't need to tell myself, which was make sure you got some weight on you when you go out <laughs> there, because I mean, one hundred percent, people are like, oh, the last episodes are all Devons, all Devons. And as much as I'm sure that, like, I know for a fact that the other people out there were talking a lot of strategy, they (laughs) were doing it in stasis, you know? Um, They were tired, man. Like, Gavin, uh, Victoria, Julie, Lauren, they, they all came into the game in great shape and lost a ton of weight. And they were dying out there and literally could not keep up with me. I mean, they talk about it at Tribal, like, Rick ran away and I couldn't catch him. Like Lauren, the collegiate athlete, Gavin, you know, you can look at Gavin and I, they should be able to catch me, you know, and they couldn't. And I think that's because I had body fat to burn. Um, It's definitely because I was less comfortable in the game. Like I knew exactly where I stood Um, Mm -hmm. and they were still probably at that point I was in where it's like, you don't want to shift things too much and put a target on yourself. But like at the end of the game, when they're showing me running around, it's because the other option is, camp, just like sitting yeah. there. And and, and and you know what their strategies are. I mean, there's not that many people at that point. It's like, we're either going to get rid of Devons or we're going to get rid of this other person. It doesn't take you that long to show you that. So I think they really tried to show, I think they did a good job of showing the toll through the edge of extinction on our season. Like when those people come out after Chris wins his way back in and they go down the road, they each tell you you like how tough this has been, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Uh, and I was the same way on the edge. Like I was, I was pretty down. Uh, I, I remember even coming back and talking about why I voted for Gavin. And I said, you know, the edge isn't that hard compared to the game. And Aubrey called me out and was like, I remember Devin's having a tough time on the edge, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. his family and she's absolutely right. And I didn't mean it that way. I mean, the game is really hard. Strategically, it's hard to stay in the game. Whereas the edge, it just beats you down. Like, you just feel like a failure. Like, the only reason you're there is because you failed to an extent. Um, so, so, yeah, it definitely wears on you. We got really lucky with the weather. We had one bad mm. night, um, night three, Reams first night on the edge alone. Like, it must have <laughs> just been a nightmare. Cause I mean, I was with the whole group of mom, and we were in a big pile of ball, like, trying to crack jokes. And it was still the most miserable night of my life. So I can't even mm. imagine what Reem went through. Um, but that was really the only bad night of rain. Um, mm-hmm. So we got really lucky. Uh, David versus Goliath was in the wet season, obviously. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I lost 31 pounds by the end, which was great for me because I had 31 pounds to lose. Um, but some of the, again, some of those guys that came in better shape, I mean, they're malnourished, whereas I'm like in the best shape of my life. And feeling good because I cause I'm safe tonight, you know? So it was really I was probably feeling better at the end of the game than I had the entire game. Mm. Yeah,
2: that's, a and that's a great scene. That's a great scene when you're running first. around with the idol and you're like, they can't catch me. I already have the I already have the idol and <laughs> right. they're looking for it.
1: And that's what that is how tired they were. That I was like, I already have the idol, but if I can make them run around after me, then <laughs> Then like, they're going to be emotionally and physically just worn out. That helped me in the challenge. Like, that's all I could do at that point. None of them would help me. So everything, I was like, I'll try to make them emotionally and physically tired. I'll go make a fake idol because I have free time. Like, I was just literally (laughs) everything I could do to give myself an advantage. And I had two idols. I never, two fake idols that I never used. Because one was a horrible, horrible disaster. And the other was too good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I found my first real one I was like, oh, that's too good I need to make a crappier one And I made two crappier ones
0: (laughs) Gotcha I uh, Yeah, to take it And then we kind of touched on Like the end game uh, part a bit But like I wanted to ask Like besides obviously winning Winning the final immunity Or winning the fire challenge uh, Besides those two Like is there anything else Looking back that you think You could have done That potentially would have Led you to the final three?
1: Oh, one hundred percent. If I had not given Chris half the idol back, if I just held on to it when he gave it to me, I think I would have uh, you know, I would have gone up against Gavin or or Julie and, and Fire and or or Lauren. Either I would have won the thing because Chris wasn't there, although I really don't think I would have won that challenge. I, I came at it hmm. out of the gate at the although I guess Chris Chris came out of it out of the gate in the right way, just really slow. So literally he never messed up. Like none of us ever would have caught him. All the rest of us came out the wrong way. So maybe I would have won because the others also did it the wrong way, but I don't think so. It, it, I was too jacked up and that was a nuanced challenge. Um, but I would have ended up in fire making against one of those three. And I'm, I'm so confident. You, you never know. And maybe they'd say they're as confident, but I'd made way more fire. Like I'd spent a week at that point just sneaking off and making fire because I knew it was coming. Uh, mm-hmm. And you see with Chris, like his was the, the producers say Chris's was the fastest fire they'd ever seen. And like mm-hmm. my fire is <laughs> it's going like it, it needed like 30 more seconds. So mm-hmm. I made a really fast fire. I think I would have won. Um, mm-hmm. But I gave Chris that half idol back and I still have mixed feelings. Like I love Chris. Chris is a great friend and I'm glad that I have that relationship. I think I still would have had it because Chris is that kind of guy. Like, I think he's forgiven. But I don't know, man. To screw him over twice, to screw him over the first time, and then go out on the edge and, like, legitimately make up with him and he was so cool about it. And, like, I told him and I meant it. Like, I'm never going to do this to you again. Like, we're good. (laughs) So to do it again would have been really tough. It also Mm – I mean, that day was the day that they were finding the Hidden Idols. And and Chris was my buddy in that. Like, we were laughing and having fun together. And the whole day just would have been different. Like, I would have been knowing that I'm going to keep it from him tonight. Because that's what I would have told him. I said, oh, I'll give it to you tonight at Tribal. It'll be a big show. And then at Tribal, I would have held it from him so that I didn't have to deal with it all day. But I would have known. It would have just ruined, like, the best day of my survivor life. Um, Probably worth it for a million (laughs) dollars. Mm-hmm. But, uh, at the same time, I'm like, I know why I did it. It wasn't a great game move. It was a person move. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I like, I'm at peace with it.
0: Yeah. And I am um,
1: a beer. He's buying every beer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I wanted to ask because I'm sure like, I know you're, you know, you're active on social media. I'm sure, you know, you, you seem to be one of the more, um, uh, you know active members in uh, like in the survivor thirsty. community
1: yeah. I'm one of the more thirsty survivor <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I,
0: well I wanted to I mean I'm sure so I'm sure you've seen and, and know that kind of like the general consensus is that most survivor fans consider and I won't you know, speak on me and Gideon's opinion, but um, most Survivor fans seem to put Chris in kind of like that lower tier of winners, if not at the absolute uh, bottom. I mean, there's, you know, some fans that will argue and say, you know, he took advantage of uh, the theme of the season, had an incredible performance in the finale. Um, So being the guy who was out there with them, like how do you perceive Chris's win?
1: I mean, I think it was, uh, Really, it's really hard to win Survivor. And, and when you go out there, it's, like, even harder. Um, he benefited from the, the theme of the season. There's no doubt about it. You know, I voted for Gavin because I thought what Gavin did w- was harder because I wasn't able to do it. I wasn't able to stay in the game the whole mm-hmm. time without getting votes. Um, but, right. but what Chris did was really impressive to come back through. Um, so as far as, like, tiers of winners go – I, I'm i always surprised that that the actual winners let that stuff bug them. It's like, you got a million dollars, and these people are sitting at home watching, telling you that they think, you know, Big uh, Ru- Russell should have won. You know, Russell's the most deserving winner ever. It's like, that's one <laughs> thing I learned from being on Survivor, is I always thought Russell should have won. And then after playing out there, I'm like, no way <laughs> ever would I vote for someone who I thought was a jerk. Like, mm-hmm. if, if we got to the end, and I thought, that you were the best, like, played the most amazing game, but were an actual jerk. Not just, like, rubbed people the wrong way in the game, but I thought, like, this guy in his life is probably a bad guy. I'm mm-hmm. never, never going to give you a million dollars. I just spent 39 days out here to earn the right to not give you a million dollars. So, <laughs> so like, you learn a lot being out there. And it's like, I think, um, I mean, I, I'll say right now, I think the Edge of Extinction was really unfair to Gavin. Um, the, including the benefits to myself, because I mean, he had to burn everybody that was on the jury, uh, and Chris didn't have to burn any of them. And not Mm -hmm. only that, but Chris was there to comfort him and Gavin never got to speak to him again before final tribal. Um, right. And, and so, and so Gavin played to his strengths the entire time to get to final tribal. And he'd be the first to tell you that like his strengths aren't great for final tribal. Like he doesn't want to speak publicly in front of all these cameras and all these people that are mad at him and like his idol, Jeff Propes. like that makes him very nervous, you know? So it's hard to plead his case. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really unfair to Gavin. Um, it was the theme of the season. I love that survivor changes the theme because it's not baseball. You know, you don't need to have the same stats. I like that they change it up and then just go right back to whatever they want to do. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think Chris, You know, he got the job done, so good for him, man. It's hard to convince – it's hard to get people to vote for you. And there's a lot of people – I'll tell you this much. As much as it's easy to look at Chris and be like, he was on the edge with these people, that's a big advantage. I can tell you from what I hear that there are people that went to the edge and hurt their, their standing with people. You know, the, they, they spent more time on the edge with people, and those people on the edge thought less of them afterwards. So the fact that they thought more of Chris and loved him more, I think says something about him. And the fact that he was able to stay in the game like some people weren't.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, we saw in Winners at War a person come back from the edge, and then people on the jury are like, oh, we don't like you because of how you treated us on the edge. So, I mean, yeah, you can definitely mess up your game on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know some people don't like the edge twist, but I liked the edge twist on Edge of Extinction because you know without the edge in your fourth boot, we don't get to see the Devon's magic. So, one hundred
1: percent, Gideon. I, <laughs> I loved it on my season because I benefited. And yes. Then, uh, I actually <laughs> really loved it on Winners at War just because the way it turned out with. Uh, I, I wish they had. I still wish they had that second person coming earlier. But uh, mm-hmm. I would have been really disappointed to lose all the old schoolers and not see him again. I'm glad we at least got to yeah. keep track of them. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm, sure. again, like, the I, I wasn't real happy. With the fact I could not believe the way life imitated art in terms of it coming down to the exact same ending almost. Um, but Natalie not having that Chris Underwood gut uh, to go for fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool. So the uh, kind of the last question I wanted to ask here before we let you go is, um, and I'm not saying this uh, just because you're a guest on the show, but if you, I was telling this to Gideon before um, before you came on, but we are um, coming to a consensus. <laughs> if you look at all the one-time players um, who we think the fans want to come back more, or the absolute locks to come back. Um, we think it's like you and Dom from Ghost Island, like right up there at the top for like one time players that have to, uh, that are pretty much locks to come back. Um, and so I guess one is I mean, would you want to? I feel like you'd, you'd want to. I know we, we talked about <laughs> it before, but um, if you got to choose uh, the season you got to come back, like would you want to do like a blood and water? Would you want it to be like, you know, second chance or like a Legends thing or um, something of that nature? Like what would you want uh, to come back? Edge of Extinction 3.
1: it depends on when i go out can i decide after i voted out Uh, i would well you know as much as it's like oh i'd love to be on like a legendary season that everyone talks about as one of the best what i'd really love is to win so i think fans favorites blood versus water where half the people aren't these like cutthroat legends would be nice uh but, it, you know, if you're on a season called uh, Legends, that would be, that would you know, you just get to brag that you got to be on that season. Second chances, I think, would be really cool. There's so many people that did a good job their first time out. Um, I'd love to be on all of them. I, Blood vs. Water is always intriguing to me because I think Becca is just like this. So, my wife Becca is this lovable person that people would really like. I think she'd do well out there. But she's also... I mean, she's not someone who's ever wanted to play Survivor at all. (laughs) It could be a huge disaster. Um, But that one's always intriguing.
0: Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Um, Gideon, do you have any uh, last questions for Wick while we got them?
2: Uh yeah yeah I got I got one more I'll ask because uh, I was interested in myself sorry let me fanboy for a second um <laughs> you know after after you came back in the game you notoriously found oh gosh I can't remember the count a lot of idols um <laughs> and, and you know we only get to see a little bit on the show um obviously you were putting in the work how long did it actually take you to find those uh
1: that's I was thinking about that just the other day because I got a questionnaire thing from Dalton Ross. I'm like, okay. Uh, I found three. So I got one when I came back and then, you know, <laughs> that was in half that I spent with David and then I found three. And it's so funny. Cause people are like, Oh, Devin's whole game was idols. And it's like, they forget that I didn't find my first idol till the family visit. Like the day of the family visit is when I found my first idol. And I hadn't played an idol on myself before then the one I played, I played for David. Um, it was all winning challenges up to that point. But that first one, man, I actually, at the family visit, or, yeah, my, my wife and I had the plan all along, we're going to throw the visit. We're not doing this challenge. Like, we don't want to choose.
2: So, that is a smart move. <laughs> yes. I, I was thinking if I ever went on Survivor, I'd do the same thing.
1: Yeah. So, you I mean, you see it. Like, I'm throwing the water. Like, we're joking. We're having a good time. Like, we're not even trying. And we were so happy to see each other. Like best, It was weird going back to camp because, like, Lauren and victoria were so upset that they didn't get it and i was just glowing it's like oh i saw my wife everyone's okay um but anyway i told becca i was like listen i don't think we're gonna get picked uh for this but if if we and i knew i was in trouble like i knew i was on the line ron had given me that fake thing but i was i was 90 percent sure it was fake because it made no sense so i told becca i'm gonna go back uh and i'm gonna find a hidden immunity idol and so we lost. We went back to camp. Lauren and Vic were very upset, and uh, they kind of went off. I thought they were just depressed, but, no, they were planning to get Ron out if I, <laughs> if, if I got the idol. So they had their own thing going. But that first one, I spent, like, it, it, it had to be at least, like, six or eight hours that I was just walking around the island. Like, they got back from the family visit, and I was still going and looking and looking. And finally, I, fa- I didn't even find the idol. I found that clue. And then Mm -hmm. I still had to climb up in the tree in the middle of the night. Um, So then after that one, each one kind of took less time because I took the risk of not looking where I'd already found it. That was one piece of information I had that no one else did. It could have been hidden in the same exact spot. (laughs) I'd have been kind of screwed, but um, it wasn't. So each time took a little bit less time. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, I mean, you see, you know, I find one more and, and then the, the, the final one I found, the third one I found, we're in a bunch. Like, Julie is right in front of me, and Chris is <laughs> right behind me. And you know, people say, oh, they handed it to you. It's like, right, yeah, with these two, sandwiching me. Um, and then so Julie walked right past it, and I picked it. And again, that's another one I didn't use. I only used two of them on me. You know, I, I played one on Gabby, one on David. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Half awesome.
1: idols are for are for the world. <laughs>
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Um, awesome. Well, very cool, um, Rick. This was uh, a pleasure. Thank you again so much for uh, coming on. It was great to great to talk to you. We're both big fans, so it's cool uh, cool to talk to some of our our favorites.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I had a good time. You guys, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. I like the uh, threat level midnight shirt You're gonna have to send me a link. <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you.